Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Wednesday, August 19th, 2020. As I mentioned on Monday, I'm going to be sharing some some poems from poets whose birthdays were in August. August has to be, it, it must be the, the month that has the most famous poet birthdays. And so today I'm going to read a poem by Percy Shelley, who was born on August 4th. He lived from August 4th, 1792 to July 8th, 1822, and was, of course, one of the major romantic poets. The poem that I'm going to read today is a tad bit long, just like quite a bit of Shelley's poetry. And uh, so I'm not going to read it twice. I'm just going to read it the one time. And before I do that, I'm just going to read a few lines here from Harold Bloom on the influence of Percy Shelley. Quote, Shelley is a central influence upon Meadows, Browning, Swinburne, Yeats, Shaw, and Hardy. His urbane control is the crucial element in his poetry. He is a superb craftsman, a lyrical poet without rival, and surely one of the most advanced skeptical intellects ever to write a poem. He can be seen as a blend of English Pindar and an English Lucretius. His poetry has never had total appeal among literary people because it is idiosyncratic enough to be menacing. Also, to be honest, certain readers will always be alienated by Shelley's descent in in political, religious, and sexual matters, and yet he stands as the modern lyrical poet proper. End quote. The poem that I'm going to read today is, as I said, a tad bit long, and it's called Mont Blanc. It's a classic romantic poem um, about uh, the power um, and beauty of nature. It goes like this. One. The everlasting universe of things flows through the mind and rolls its rapid waves, now dark, now glittering, now reflecting gloom, now lending splendor, where from secret springs the source of human thought its tribute brings of waters, with a sound but half its own, such as a feeble brook will oft assume, in the wild woods among the mountains lone, where waterfalls around it leap forever, where woods and winds contend, and a vast river over its rocks ceaselessly bursts and raves. Two. Thus thou, ravine of Arve, dark, deep ravine, thou many-colored, many-voiced vale, over whose pines and crags and caverns sail fast cloud shadows and sunbeams, awful scene where power and likeness of the Arve comes down from the ice gulfs that gird his secret throne, bursting through these dark mountains like the flame of lightning through the tempest. Thou dost lie, thy giant brood of pines around thee clinging, children of elder time, in whose devotion the chainless winds still come and ever came to drink their odors, and their mighty swinging to hear an old and solemn harmony. Thine earthly rainbow stretched across the sweep of the ethereal waterfall, whose veil robes some unsculptured image, the strange sleep which when the voices of the desert fail, wraps all in its own deep eternity. Thy caverns echoing to the Arve's commotion, a loud, lone sound no other sound can tame. Thou art pervaded with that ceaseless motion. Thou art the path of that unresting sound. Dizzy ravine, and when I gaze on thee, I seem as in a trance sublime and strange to muse on my own separate fantasy. My own, my human mind, which passively now renders and receives fast influencings, holding an unremitting interchange with the clear universe of things around. 
one legion of wild thoughts whose wandering wings now float above thy darkness and now rest where that or thou art no unbidden guest in the still cave of the witch poesy seeking among the shadows that pass by ghosts of all things that are some shade of thee some phantom some faint image till the breast from which they fled recalls them thou art there three some say that gleams of a remoter world visit the soul in sleep that death is slumber and that it shapes the busy thoughts outnumber of those who wake and live i look on high has some unknown omnipotence unfurled the veil of life and death or do i lie and dream and does the mightier world of sleep spread far around and inaccessibly it circles for the very spirit fails driven like a homeless cloud from steep to steep that vanishes among the viewless gales far far above piercing the infinite sky mont blanc appears still snowy and serene its subject mountains their unearthly forms pile around it ice and rock broad veils between of frozen floods unfathomable deeps blue as the overhanging heaven that spread and wind among the accumulated steeps a desert peopled by the storms alone save when the eagle brings some hunter's bone and the wolf tracks her there how hideously its shapes are heaped around rude bare and high ghastly and scarred and riven is this the scene where the old earthquake daemon taught her young ruin were these their toys or did a sea of fire envelop once this silent snow none can reply all seems eternal now the wilderness has a mysterious tongue which teaches awful doubt or faith so mild so solemn so serene that man may be but for such faith with nature reconciled thou hast a voice great mountain to repeal large codes of fraud and woe not understood by all but which the wise and great and good interpret or make felt or deeply feel for the fields the lakes the forests and the streams ocean and all the living things that dwell within the daedal earth lightning and rain earthquake and fiery flood and hurricane the torpor of the year when feeble dreams visit the hidden buds or dreamless sleep holds every future leaf and flower the bound with which from that detested trance they leap the works and ways of man their death and birth and that of him and all that his may be all things that move and breathe with toil and sound are born and die revolve subside and swell power dwells apart in its tranquility remote serene and inaccessible and this the naked countenance of earth on which i gaze even these primeval mountains teach the adverting mind the glaciers creep like snakes that watch their prey from their far fountains slow rolling on 
there, many a precipice, frost, and the sun in scorn of mortal power have piled dome, pyramid, and pinnacle, a city of death, distinct with many a tower and wall impregnable of beaming ice. Yet not a city, but a flood of ruin is there, that from the boundaries of the sky rolls its perpetual stream. Vast pines are strewing its destined path, or in the mangled soil branchless and shattered stand. The rocks, drawn down from yon remotest waste, have overthrown the limits of the dead and living world, never to be reclaimed. The dwelling place of insects, beasts, and birds becomes its spoil. Their food and their retreat forever gone, so much of life and joy is lost. The race of man flies far in dread. His work and dwelling vanish like smoke before the tempest's stream, and their place is not known. Below, vast caves shine in the rushing torrent's restless gleam, which from those secret chasms in tumult welling meet in the vale and one majestic river. The breath and blood of distant lands forever rolls its loud waters to the ocean waves, breathes its swift vapors to the circling air. Five. Mont Blanc yet gleams on high. The power is there. The still and solemn power of many sights and many sounds and much of life and death. In the calm darkness of the moonless nights, in the lone glare of day, the snows descend upon that mountain. None beholds them there, nor when the flakes burn in the sinking sun or the star beams dart through them. Winds contend silently there, and heap the snow with breath, rapid and strong, but silently. Its home, the voiceless lightning in these solitudes, keeps innocently, and like vapor broods over the snow. The secret strength of things which governs thought, into the infinite dome of heaven is as a law, inhabits thee. And what were thou, and earth, and stars, and sea, if to the human mind's imaginings, silence, and solitude were vacancy. This has been The Daily Poem. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back tomorrow with another poem for you.